And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, such a big shot, isn't he? Hosting on an AI pod. Doc Manson, such a big shot, isn't he? He is such a wrestling god. Rebranded as Doc Lesnar last night. The pod beast incarnate he. Doc Lesnar, such a big shot, isn't he? But now he's back on good old DDT. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. You're a rock star, sir. I, you are a rock star. You are the star of rocks. I, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't give me the full nerd DC treatment. I mean, that could have been great. I just came up with the. I just came up with it literally an hour ago. I did not have time. All right. Well, to I'm fully, disappointed, but that was to fully excellent. do you upright. Yeah. Well, nobody's ever had the time to fully do me upright. So this is this was a nerd DC quickie, as they say in the biz. Yeah. Yeah. A quickie. Got it. Um, how are you, sir? How is that Chinese food? I am. I ate some of the most delicious wonton soup ever, which you can attest to. You might not say it's the best ever, but it's certainly up there. Oh, yeah, it's quite good. From a local place from which we have, there's two of them. We've eaten at one of them many times before. Uh, now I have some chicken and broccoli. And throughout the the evening, I will be breaking out... I always love when you order takeout Chinese food um, to see how many fortune cookies they put in because that's how many people they think are eating the food. So we ordered this for the two of us, but we got three cookies. Oh, that's so not bad. Oca- occasionally I'll be breaking out some fortunes for us all. All right, here uh, live on the show. I am well. It's been a crazy week. I I was glad to hear you. Your dulcet tones for the little I was able to listen to uh, on the NAI pod. I heard you talking about Brock Lesnar and what makes a superstar in WWE these days. It was captivating conversation. Let me ask uh, you a question. An honest question. Did they ask you to be on that show before they asked me? Bet yes. yes. Of course they did. Yes. Of course. And Curse you, I- Liam! I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to let it go. But I may have mentioned that I had a meeting that took me until almost 10 o'clock. Hiring new people in our school requires, especially in the upper tiers, requires a lot. Um, I may have put a little bug in Jason Maltov's ear that you might be available. And that he should called contact you so the fact that I, I i rejoiced in the fact that i was not available because you knocked it out of the park i am sure if you don't have more followers than me it's only a matter of time uh i have nowhere near the number of followers you have the sky is the limit you will soon when was the last be leaving time, me in the dust when was the last time you were on any ipod i it's been a while it has been a while. I've considered calling in. I am a Patreon, so apparently I can call in whenever I wish to get on the show. Wait a minute. Um, You're giving them money? Yes. When are you going to give me money for the website? How much do I owe you? 
don't know, like two hundred dollars. Oh, I don't wow. remember. It was a lot. Or the podcast too. That just renewed for this year, by the way. Hundred and twenty dollars. Okay. Send me a bill. No, I won't. You know I'm bad at that stuff. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, that's. When true. are we starting a Patreon? I think we should. I, I keep having enough, this I, idea. I don't. I don't think we have enough people who would sign up. I know there was a I few think, people who said they would, but I don't want to feel like I'm just like asking the same few people to contribute. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel bad about that. This is a perfect time. Hold on. This cookie will guide us. Okay. I have a good feeling about this cookie. Yep. Do what you read the, the fortune tells. before you eat the cookie, or do you just eat the cookie? Uh, I read the fortune before I eat the cookie. I feel like if I ingest the cookie, I am embracing the fortune. You're not going to be able to read this, but I swear this is what it says. Mm-hmm. You are on the verge of something big. Well. Stop I don't it. like to brag. Don't add the thing. Don't add the thing. What? I don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about... We're talking we're about ta- Batista. I know. No, we are talking about... <laughs> I never needed to know that. I never needed <laughs> add that to the list of things I can dislike CM Punk for. Uh-huh. Add that to the list of things. We're talking about whether or not we should get a Patreon, and it says you are on the verge. That, uh, you can yeah, read it. I you see. are on the verge of something big. So that's a sign. I keep thinking. Did you ingest you know, the cookie? Oh no, I should do that. Yeah, they got to seal the, the deal. Come too. That's right. This is stale. <laughs> Uh oh, stale cookies mean stale fortunes. I love that on the back. They used to teach you Chinese or something. On the back it now says how or about another second fortune? fortune. Secondfortune.com. Yeah. And then the lucky numbers. Well, in all fairness, I couldn't actually read the Chinese characters that were there previously. No, I would always do a really culturally inappropriate approximation of the phonetics that they offered. That seems inappropriate. Especially um, for a man of your stature. I am on the verge of something big. So, uh, what did you talk about? Again, I was, I've been so busy. You talked about, I don't want to double dip. This is it. I want people who are fresh off. I know at least one person from one of the Patreon chats, one of the SmackDown Patreon chats. Because when you do um, support NAI via Patreon, you get exclusive chats. One person, uh, Dr. Pickle something, said... Excuse me? That's gimmick infringement. I'm the only NAI doctor. Said that uh, he enjoyed you so much, he's going to take a listen to DC and Doc Talk, and hopefully that Uh, won't scare him off so much that he'll actually come over here Yeah, Dr. Pickles, man. You gotta find... Yeah, somebody's gotta tell this guy. Jason, if you're listening, you need to send Doc Pickles a, a message... To let him know that DC and Doc Talk is not representative. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose it is. But, I mean, you know, it's not the wrestling hey. show, man. We recorded some gold last weekend. We sat down and we recorded. We also recorded some garbage. Well, they won't ever hear that. Well, that's, that's the true. lost show. That's the one, <laughs> That's one of our lost shows. Yeah. Well. Don't go on BuzzFeed and look at quizzes. They're, they're just bad. I mean, they're I think it would bad. be fine. Just... <laughs> 
I we're too I'm I am too indecisive to take a quiz on the air and make it good. Radio. I'm talking about the one because we took. I'll I'll be honest. We took the what DC superhero are you quiz. That part I thought was fine. You of course are Batman, and I, I of course am Wonder Woman. Yeah, so I'm gonna call you a princess from now on. Mrs. Matthews took it in as Superman, so we have ourselves a little triad here. Mrs. Manson's gonna have to take it at some point. Well, let's see. If I'm Batman, she Aquaman. <laughs> Uh, maybe. The Flash, Hawk Girl, I'm Cyborg. Maybe, um, but we get we that wound up leading to another quiz, which was just that one. That's where the it came off the rails, and we were discussing things we should never be talking about, even on the more mature themed DC and Doc Talk. Are you gonna go with the Doc Lesnar thing? You have mentioned to me that. In hindsight, naming yourself Doc Manson, and now you have the Manson family, has, is not something you're particularly thrilled with. You could just do a 180 and call yourself Doc Lesnar from now on. I don't know. I'm not that big of a uh, Bork Lazar uh, fan to just suddenly switch over to Doc Lesnar like that. Although Brock Manson also had a nice ring to it. I'll Brock Manson was good, too. Yeah, they're both pretty good names. I, you know, I think that could be a T-shirt. Some people were asking about it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know, man. Have to take a we got to look into that too. A Patreon and then some T-shirts. Mm. I've been I mean, thinking about doing the thing no one has ever asked me to do, which is called DC Daily, where I do like a ten-minute pod blast every day, all summer long. No one has ever asked. No one would ever want me to do it, but I'm like, I mean, I'm just gonna make a suggestion. That if Stop you w- trying to do big things. No, well, I mean, there's that, because, yes, follow through, well, we'll see. That's where I fall apart. I'm an idea man. I can't finish. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if you're... I, maybe you need a separate feed for that. <laughs> so I can check. Hey, last week we did well. I just looked at our stats. Last week we're, we're, get, we're, we're ticking back up. Yeah. Ratings are ratings Not are in a spiking. statistically relevant way, of course, but but there's definitely uh, an irrelevant upswing. I agree. I think we just we tapped into the doorknob market that we were unaware existed. So yeah, yeah. So on the NAI show, we talked about Bork Lesnar and how his absence on the show sort of has a trickle down effect. That you yep. know, it makes it very difficult for there to be any sort of storyline or character progression and you know jason feels i think very strongly that it's already negatively affecting several members of the roster who find themselves sort of adrift without anything you know to do that makes sense at the moment you know certainly finn balor being primary amongst those um after that you know we talked a bit about payback and what a strange show that is to be building up to and maybe me and you can talk a little bit about that as well but did you do predictions, or did not. are they saving that for the weekend? I know they usually do a weekend. No, no, no. I am, I am not and, allowed and we'll, to do predictions with them. They just bring me on for the filler. I, I am, I am excited for this. It is a weird pay per view, I grant you, but I am excited for it. But we'll talk about that. We should. I have. Right. I pulled the card up so we can chat about it. So. Yeah, there was a lot of time traveling, and I, I really didn't I, follow the whole thing. But I, I heard that Jason was making the 1999 connection, which I, I caught. I think I stuck with him. The whole idea of the difference between 99 and now. But um, after that, 
after the first break, because I got up right up to the point where I think you were gearing up to take your first break. Jinder Mahal, I'm assuming, turned up in conversation. Mm, I'm not sure that he you did. You don't even remember, do you? Not really. You know how much prep I do look. for these things. But no, the payback was the third segment. So we did, but okay. there was something in between there. And Let me see here. I feel like it was more Brock-related stuff. Universal Championship reign of Brock Lesnar. Okay. How it could last through to WrestleMania. What it means for Roman Reigns. And a brief discussion of WWE payback. All right, so you spent most of your time on Bork Lesnar. So I do not mind, or Lazar as you call him, I do not mind skipping over that because, you know, while I don't particularly mind that he's not on my TV and I've never loved loved the Universal title, so I'm even okay with that not being on my TV. Um, Yeah. All right. So, payback. Let's start there. Payback. We also have a bunch of emails, including some topics that I asked for for DC and Doc Talk that we never got to because we talked about brunch and college hijinks just to give you a sneak preview of what you can expect on future episodes. Um, Because this past week was all about... I don't even remember what the first week was. MST3K. Ah, yes. Have you finished the season yet? No, I don't think I've watched one episode since. It's been a busy week. I've ruined it for you. I'm sorry. Nah, I'll get back to it this weekend. All right. That is a comfortable chair. I can now say I sat in that chair I see every week back there in the hmm. in the corner. Ikea right. Poang. It's very, it's very comfortable. I'm always worried about those chairs that I'm just going to like lean back and just the whole thing's going to just snap and collapse on itself. But thankfully that didn't happen. So pay back. There is no universal title match. There is no intercontinental title match. That, to me, is the big thing. Yeah. The fact that Dean Ambrose, who has been on Raw for now going on three weeks, unless he is injured and we don't know about it, there is no reason why he should not be defending that title. Because we're getting, I think, the Miz TV with Finn Balor, who's also not wrestling on that show. Yep. Um, You know, Dean Ambrose got married. So he wants to take some time off to spend it with his honey bunny. Is that actually what's happening? I have no idea. Okay, because if that was the reason, I would be more understanding of it. Um, but yeah, that to me is the big thing. You don't. You're having a U.S. title match when, no matter who wins, the title's moving to SmackDown. So you have a SmackDown title match. And then, while I'm happy for what this means for the tag teams and the cruiserweights and the women, it's just an odd... What main event's this? Is it Reigns versus Strowman? No. Is it Bailey versus Alexa? Is it the House of Horrors match? I posited that it would be Bailey versus Alexa, given that there is no WWE title match, there's no Universal title match, there's no Heavyweight title match, there's no Intercontinental title match. I posited that it would, in fact, be Bailey versus Alexa. Uh, you know, I think I misspoke a little bit on NAI Pod. I, I said, you know, this could be the first time that women main event a pay per view, which, of course, as many people have pointed out to me since then, is not true. Sasha and Charlotte were the first ones to uh, main event a pay-per-view with Hell in the Cell last year. And yes, I agree. I, I completely slipped my mind when I was talking about this. But, you know, I think the overall point that I was trying to make uh, still sort of stands. This is a very sort of lackluster show. Um, there's not really anything, like I said, going on in the men's divisions at that upper tier. So this is an opportunity for them to just sort of quietly subtly 
slip the women's title match into the main event slot and not make a big deal out of it. And I still think that that's key, even though, again, I was a little bit wrong with my history there. I still think the point stands that this is potentially important because the last time when Sasha and Charlotte did it, they were making history. They made a big deal out of it. This is a big, huge, whoopity deal thing. This time, if they just slip it in there, if it's just quiet about it and Bailey and Alexa happen to go at the end of that show, what they're doing is they are normalizing the fact that the women can serve in that capacity. And I think there's a lot of value in that. I think that could be very important for that division moving forward. It doesn't have to be a big deal when the women event. They're just another division. It's just another match. And they're just as important as the rest of the card. So let them have that place this time so that the next time it comes up it's it's not something that people are crazy about you know what i mean so should that happen for tag teams then cuz that's another division should we see a tag team match well, no. either no cuz the tag brand? team the tag team um division is not the same level as the main event men what i'm saying is the women's division is at the same level as the main event men's so you're saying I'm not going to get the Usos versus Breezango to main event backlash? No. No, you are not. Dang. I hope it just makes the main card. I hope it's not on the pre-show. But I would still watch it because Breezango made it. It was glorious. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Bailey versus Alexa Bliss has been a main event level feud? No. Like, are they, deserve, are they deserving of that place over... Braun versus Roman or Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho or this House of Horrors mumbo jumbo? I can't imagine a world a world where the House of Horrors match is anything but disappointing. So I think putting that in the main event slot would be a gross miscalculation, which of course means they'll probably do it. Um, I feel very similarly about... Strowman versus Reigns, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the main event slot. Just, you know, Roman Reigns is in it. Therefore, de facto statement here, he's our main event guy. That's our main event match. I wouldn't be surprised. But I would really like them to take this opportunity without these titles in the mix at the top of the men's division. Without this being the mix, again, just make that subtle statement that they acknowledge. Yeah, maybe it's not a main event quality feud. And I, I only say that because... Bailey and Alexa haven't had a lot of time to breathe. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of time to breathe. I do get the sort of the impression that Alexa's maybe just a little bit of a filler for Bailey, unfortunately. But at the same time, um, you know, not every match has to be Charlotte, Sasha. You know what I mean? We got to start making mm-hmm. some other stars in those divisions, and that's one way to do it. I'm all for it. Let me say that. I am all for Bailey and Alexa main eventing. And I do think. You make an excellent point about normalizing it. And I think, to an even better point, it will help to make these stars because the Raw women's division is going to struggle to get out of Charlotte's shadow, even with her on another show, because those matches need to be supremely good in order to to do that. So I'm all for giving them the chance. It's listed last on Wikipedia, not that that means anything. It just happens to be that way, probably because it is the biggest title um, being defended. So let's get into the card here. The pre-show, which will have Ms. TV with Finn Balor, uh, is also going to have Enzo and Cass versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. 
Did you enjoy the little alliance that Gallows and Anderson had with Samoa Joe, whether it's temporary or more of a long-term thing? I guess. I don't know. Would you have remembered that they were allies had I not brought it up? I remember Joe doing a lackluster too sweet with them. So, I mean, I... I, I He looked like a frog. He looked like he was doing a frog puppet. So, yeah, I mean, I remember it, but... I don't know. It just, it all points towards the conspiracy, man. That's all I can tell you. It's all pointing towards the conspiracy. Which is? Well, Triple H's boys. Triple H's boys, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. They're, we're seeing very clearly that they have aligned themselves now with Gallows and Anderson. And what does that point to? Hmm, let me think about this for a minute. What has happened in the last two times that Seth Rollins was in a tag team match his partner gets taken out and replaced with Finn Balor if I recall Finn Balor is one of Triple H's boys from NXT and he also has a bit of a history with Gallows and Anderson also I believe he was injured by Seth Rollins and perhaps he could be trying to work with Seth Rollins to gain his trust. And so at that moment, when he finally feels as though someone, in fact, has his back, Finn Balor will fully turn, align himself with Triple H, Gallison and Anderson, bring back the Balor Club, and therefore, in that feud, help solidify Seth Rollins as the babyface of the company. Because frankly, what else is Finn Balor going to do? If Seth Rollins is supposed to be this babyface now, I'm not sure there's room for Finn Balor, especially in the absence of Brock Lesnar. Sort of what we talked about last night. Well, and I think, I love it. Don't get me wrong. That is a fantasy booking idea that I, as the host of the By the Book Epic Fantasy Wrestling Podcast, would dream about. However, I think what we're going to see here is... Finn Balor's going to take a bit of a step back. He's going to be on Miz TV, so obviously there's going to be some sort of interplay there. There was something with Bray Wyatt, even if it was just a tease that doesn't come to fruition for a while, and at least a feud with Bray Wyatt would allow the demon character to come back in a way that makes some oh, semblance of sense. The, you mean the demon king? Yes. The demon king. Uh, but I'm, I'm wondering, did he win? Somebody said congratulations to Mayor Jacobs, and I was like, has that election happened already? He no announced idea. like three days ago. That I don't um, know. But uh, I wonder if we're going to see him in the Intercontinental title picture for a while, which doesn't mean he couldn't be the leader of Ballard Club in that role. But um, I'm thinking we're going to see a little bit of a step back, which, to be honest, is probably the best bet for him. He needs a little bit of, he, you know, he came in as the big draft pick. He showed up for three weeks. He disappeared for eight months. And now he's wrestling, you know, jobbers. And I guess one of those jobbers went on to become the number one contender to the world heavyweight title. But still, I mean, Winslow, I I feel like they haven't really been mentioning how Finn Balor was the first universal champion. I, I don't really feel like they're capitalizing on that. Maybe they're doing that because Brock Lesnar's not around. They're trying to keep our minds off of that championship belt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just sort of feel it's strange. I, I agree with you. 
taking a step back makes a certain degree of sense, but it doesn't really make sense when you consider where he left off before the injury. Yes, I grant you that. But I, I wouldn't, I'm interested to know. I actually had this thought listening to you and Jason on NAI Pod last night. Do you remember, and I doubt you will, but somebody will, I'm wondering if Brock Lesnar's name was mentioned at all on Monday Night Raw. I, you know, I honestly don't know if it was. I don't know if I have seen or heard mention of him since the day after the week WrestleMania. After, yeah. The Raw after Mania, he shows up, and then it's it's like that title doesn't exist. Now, you could tell me that every single week on Raw, they've done a video package showing Paul Heyman as part of that speech after Monday night. You could tell me that every single week since then, they've been replaying that thing. They've been replaying it six times a night. And I guess I'd have to believe you because the WWE has me so well trained to just ignore all of their video packages now that it's entirely possible that they bring it up multiple times every single night and I'm just completely zoned out on it. But it's I don't know, man. It's my impression that I cannot remember really the last time they had anything substantial to say about it. I'm I agree. I, it doesn't seem like it's it's happened. They're trying to put him out of sight, out of mind, which is odd because it's which again, which is why I was of the belief that we were going to see two world champions and one universal champion, and obviously that's not the case. Jinder has absconded with the world heavyweight title. It's no well, longer that- going to be a f- that makes sense. It makes sense why the House of Horrors match can't possibly be for the WWE title. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because I know, know so. Orton doesn't even have it in his possession. So, I mean. so, um, but anyways, we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about Enzo and Cass and uh, Gallows and Anderson during the pre-show. Uh, first of all, will you watch it? And second of all, Doubt who it. do you believe will win? Who are the champions? It's Wait. not for the title. None of them are champions? No. <laughs> the tag team title match happens later on the main show. Who are the tag team title champions? Wonderful! Oh, right. The Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was a terrible Matt Hardy impression. Enzo and Cass, I guess? Because they you have to think. win eventually? You would think. We've, you know... But I don't know. I really enjoyed. I enjoy Big Cass anytime Enzo's not around. I also like Enzo. I can take or leave Enzo, and mostly leave. In fact, I think I somebody asked who your least favorite WWE roster member is, and I'm pretty sure it's him or Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie Come would be worse. On. Stephanie would be worse. Enzo is not your least favorite member of the roster. Name someone I like less. Epico. I like Epico. I like Primo and Epico, and I like what they're doing. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Don't you lie. Epico is good. Epico in the ring is really good. Primo's pretty good, too. Okay. Um, James Ellsworth. All right. Dang. Okay, fine. I like Enzo Amore better than James Ellsworth. That's what about Jennifer Hudson's about. husband? What's his name again? 
Are we counting commentary guys? He signed. What's his name? What do I, I have to compare him to the I, referees? Compare I, I him to the guys holding cables? I honestly can't remember his name. His name's David Otunga. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Do you he think was Booker, a wrestler, so I think he, he's think, a personality. He counts. Do you think Booker T is supposed is has been told, look, be as bad as possible, so that when David Otunga come back comes back, it's an improvement. I have no idea. Um, I like Curtis Axel more. I like Heath Slater and Rhino more. What about Kurt Hawkins? I like the cane. You don't see a lot of wrestlers with canes. I is think it a that's cane good. or is it a baton? I'm pretty sure it's a baton. <laughs> it looks like a walking stick of some kind, but you never see him walking to the ring because he mm. never gets an entrance. Uh, what about Sin Cara? Sin Cara, I'm kind of apathetic about, whereas I actively dislike. I like Mojo Rawley better. No, you don't. You of like... all people do not like Mojo Rawley better than Enzo. I, I haven't heard him talking about being hyped and staying hyped. When it's when it's Mojo with Rob Gronkowski, then it's more iffy. All right. He's Moving he's on. he's he's in my lower tier of guys that I enjoy. I think his shtick can be funny, but it also can be ridiculously repetitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to say Gallows and Anderson just to back up that. Uh, let's get to the main show here. We have the match for the United States title, which isn't even a part of Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens defending against Chris Jericho. The match from WrestleMania was good. I expect this one to be quite good. I see no reason why Chris Jericho would win. I I see no reason why Kurt Angle would allow Chris Jericho to participate in this match given the stipulation. If you win, I lose you. Uh-huh. But I don't get Kevin Owens back. That's not... Because that's the part that... I'm pretty sure that it's been said that Kevin Owens is staying on SmackDown regardless. It's just whether... So if... So it then it makes absolutely no sense. So you've got one guy who you don't have anyways, and a title whom you don't have anyways, given the stipulation. So you're going to let Chris Jericho go. You would think that a piece would have to move backwards, but I... Yeah, I don't know. When Stephanie McMahon comes back, I think this is probably a pretty good reason to fire Kurt Angle. It seems like a pretty bad business decision. Um, that said, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Kevin Owens, because yeah. why Why not? Chris Jericho's gone. He's going to put over Owens one more time and then go do Fozzie stuff, which is sad, because I like Chris Jericho. And you don't like Fozzie. He helped make Dean Ambrose better. I'm not sure. With that sure about light up that. jacket. Does anything I, make Dean Ambrose better? Who would you say your least favorite member of the roster is? I know we don't often dwell in the negativity, at least not intentionally. But if you had to pick one guy that you like, you know, Stephanie McMahon, I would say obviously is up there. But I don't know. Let, At well, this point, oh, I'm honestly not sure. At this point. Then let's let's do this. Okay, you have to pick one. Who do you like more, um, Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose? Oh yeah, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose or Finn Balor? Oh no, wait, wait, I should have gone the other way. Yeah, the other way. I gotta go the other way. Seth Rollins or Finn Balor? Um, I hate them both. 
Okay, fine. Um, Seth Rollins. You like him that... more than Balor. Oh no, sorry. You like you like Balor more than Rollins. So sure, yeah. So who Balor do you like... hasn't had a chance on the main roster yet. So I I dislike Rollins okay. more. Who do you like less, um, Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns? I suppose who you would dislike more. I guess I dislike. I guess I dislike Roman Reigns more. Okay. I guess. All right. That's fair. Because now we could dive into the minutes, you know, Curtis Axel or Eric Rowan or, you know, we could go through, like, the minor members, but we're talking big names. All right. Yeah. You're making me that's make hard decisions here. I don't know. This is that's why, this that's is why I'm here. Video. It's fine. What DC superhero would you say you are? Um, the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the tag team titles. We've seen singles match after singles match, which is a great way to stall for time, which should also be the subtitle to this pay-per-view. WWE Payback, stalling for time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Hardy Boys. Um. I am, you know, I'm throwing my name in with Kevin Owens too, obviously. Um, I'm going to say the Hardy Boys as well. I'm going to add the caveat that I think Sheamus and Cesaro are turning heel at the end of it. Okay. I think, you know, I think there's been a couple of signs pointing to the fact that their frustration is growing and they are, you know, barely able to get on Raw. Cesaro was the one who was angry. Sheamus had to kind of calm him down. That's usually not a good sign. So I'm going to say they turn heel at some point, and this feud continues. Um, but yeah, I think the Hardy Boys do not lose their first pay-per-view title defense. Uh, the House of Horrors. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, title not on the line, just for ha-has, I suppose. Uh, your thoughts, sir? What? First of all, and forgive me if you explain this. Did you go through on NAI Pod and explain what you expect this match to be? I mean, sort of. Although I copped out and basically said it doesn't matter what it is because. Let's so face you don't just obstruct me, is what you're saying? No, it's just my personality, I guess. But honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. They should have just told us what it was weeks ago, so we could have stopped. Because there's no way it's going to live up to anybody's expectations at this point. It doesn't matter if it's a broiler room style thing. It doesn't matter if it's if it if it's a pre-taped thing. If it's a live thing. It doesn't matter. It really does not. It doesn't matter at all what it is. No one's going to like this. No one. I'm trying to imagine a situation where people will like. It. I know how I'll like it. There's one way. Well, not one way. But one major way to get me to be on board with this as potentially the greatest gimmick match of all time. Okay, lay it on me. Bo Dallas. That has nothing to do with the gimmick. I don't care. It's the result. If Bo Dallas is hiding in the House of Horrors and attacks Randy Orton and joins his brother, I'm all in. I don't care what the match is. Mm. That's all I want. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go with statistics here. And 70% says Randy Orton wins, so I'm going with that. That doesn't mean that Bo Dallas can't help, but hold on. I need input here. I'm not sure what to do. The fortune cookie will guide me. Mm. This one better not be stale. I'm sure it is. 
stuck. All right, here we go. It says, what you forgive today will be your compensation tomorrow. I don't know how to interpret that in terms of Bo Dallas. I forgive Bo Dallas today, so will he help me on Sunday? This one's not stale. This one has the crunch you want in a fortune cookie. Well, I guess what you forgive today will be your compensation tomorrow. Well, we'll see. I'm going to save this, and if I figure out what it means on Sunday, uh, I'll I'll let you know. Um, yeah, Randy Orton's going to win. No, no, I'm wrong. Bray Wyatt's going to win. Okay. I'm going to defy statistics because there's absolutely nothing on the line. So Randy Orton loses nothing by losing. He's the champion. But the title's not going to even be I, there. I, I'm aware. But do you make the champion of SmackDown lose to yes. a guy with a who's yes. terrible with no program? This is this no... is this is the win he should have got at WrestleMania, but for whatever reason they weren't willing to do it. So he gets one back because it's on a Raw pay per view. So he moves on to Raw with a little bit of momentum, and Randy Orton can go on to SmackDown. Never mention Bray Wyatt again and get his title back from Jinder Mahal. I love and your the logic, brothers. except he's never had any momentum in his entire career. So I'm sticking with Randy Orton. I think I'm. I think I've just decided I'm going down with the Bray Wyatt ship. That's I'm going to continue to support him despite the overwhelming evidence that tells me I'm stupid for doing so. You know, how's that Brizongo thing working out for you? They are the number one contenders. Yeah, two they years the, too late. I don't care. It happened. Yeah. And there's a there's a decent, fair to decent shot they win because the Usos are doing nothing with those tag team titles. So, my patience may be rewarded. Mm. Neville versus Austin Aries, Cruiserweight Championship. Great match uh, on WrestleMania on the pre-show. It's going to be a great match again. But I still say Neville wins. I still I don't think the time is right for Neville to give up that title. Agreed, especially now that he has his own little legion of hobbits. Or singular. Hobbit, singular. Yeah. I was I like, suppose. did someone join? I didn't no. finish 205 Live. I was like, did someone else join him? No, I don't watch that show, so I wouldn't know. It's good. Apparently, Neville versus Jack Gallagher was a great match. I just haven't had the chance to see it yet. Mm-hmm. I watched... Um, I don't think you're going to watch because I'm pretty sure Alicia Fox has left the show. What? Because there's... I don't remember when you saw it last, but he, she was with Noam Dar, and presents were being delivered at ringside. Presents, 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 Yes, presents. I know. And then she got sprayed with powder or something because it wasn't really Noam. It was some other guy. And Swanee. so Rich Swan, so Rich Swan is revealed to actually be the guy. And so... She dumps Noam Dar, and you think, okay, she's going to get together with Rich Swan. That's kind of fun. Except then Rich Swan says, no, this is all a revenge ploy for my buddy Cedric Alexander. No, I just like messing with people. That <laughs> Excellent been reference. Way better. Excellent reference. Um, and so she's like, that's fine. I don't need this. I'm single's great. And then she wrestled on Raw, which I don't remember the last time she wrestled on Raw. No, so I and think, she did all right. So I mean, she's. A I think wrestler. I think she I think she performed well enough on Two Hundred Five Live that they're giving her another chance on the main roster. Ooh, somebody else has cookies. Your cookies are probably tastier than mine, but they don't have the future in them. 
Mine's freshly baked. They're still well, hot. That's because Mrs. Manson, domestic goddess, comes in with a kiss on the forehead and all is well. I got to eat Chinese food, so my life is pretty good too. I like mm. it. We are, we're both winners today. We are. How many cookies do you get when she brings you up some? Two. That's a good number. Okay. Would you eat more than that? I would, and it's better that I don't. Uh, I don't think you weighed in on my question from this morning. Um, <clears throat> we had bacon this morning, and I asked. Every time I eat bacon, I wonder to myself, what is the optimal number of slices or rashers or whatever the technical term is like at what point will i say to myself i have eaten too much bacon i no longer wish to eat bacon because it's never happened yet no i'm not sure it ever will i had two pieces and i immediately wanted to go cook the rest of the pound that i had bought have you ever eaten an entire pound of bacon in a single sitting no have you no but i can dream however if i go back to we we've spoken about college days i was a fan at breakfast of getting a bagel an untoasted just plain bagel and putting probably nine or ten slices on said bagel and that was breakfast was just a bacon on a bagel sandwich which is why i'm not gonna say i almost died but i was not a healthy college student um there's a reason why we have weight problems and there's a reason why our wives are wonderful people. For, yeah. Because Sometimes I feel like she needs to stop making me baked goods. Not because I don't love them. Is she enabling them. you? Is she enabling you? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. I have no self-control. You put it in front of me and I'm going to eat it. But yeah, I, I think I probably could eat an entire pound of bacon. I'm not were sure I, that I were, could. I, I think it would get too salty for me, but... Well, you need to mac- you need to mix it with something else. But. I mean, if you want to get like a foot long, subway style sub, and like you know, put lettuce, tomato, and a little bit of mayonnaise on there, and just load it up with a p- entire package of bacon, I'm pretty sure I could eat that sandwich. Now I want more bacon. Who doesn't? I thought I would have been happy with just Chinese food, but obviously not. Um, Braun Strowman, the ambulance hater himself. Taking on Roman Reigns. It is not a gimmick match, which boggles my imagination that they would not have this as an ambulance match or a false count anywhere match or any sort of a dumpster match. match. Can I say, can I say, can I say, can I say that while technically that dumpster match should not have ended the way it did, you are supposed to close the lid of the dumpster. You were supposed to put the opponent in the dumpster and close the lid, and that did not happen. I give all the credit in the world to WWE for booking it without chicanery. Roman Reigns didn't have to come cheat. Kalisto or Drago Light got a victory. Uh, I was a fan of that match. I didn't expect to like it, and it was quite good. I was a fan of the match, and I was a bigger fan of the finish. What they showed us was that, you know, Braun is a giant monster, but he can be beat. And furthermore, what they showed us was, you know, just because you can beat Braun doesn't mean that you should. It may be worse ah. for your career yes. to beat Braun than it is to lose to him. Yes. And I think that's I an interesting that. that's an interesting wrinkle to add to his character. 
Well, and I would hope that they would go further in that. And then the next time he's feuding with somebody, whomever it is, like there should be somebody who then chooses not, like has a chance to win in some sort of weird twist of fate sort of way. Pass. Yes. And just kind of. And just kind of realize, like, sees the angry look in his eyes and just kind of slowly backs out of the ring and disappears into the crowd. Yeah. That would that would make sense. You know, that would be James Ellsworth. And I know he kind of in, was the instigator of all of this. But, all right. Um, so who wins? Braun? Roman? I mean, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. I'm gonna. I agree. There's no reason for Roman Reigns to win right now. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna be setting up Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, they need something for Brock to do in the meantime. So building and a Braun makes a certain amount of sense in the short term. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, again, Roman Reigns just came off the biggest victory you can have. There's no reason for him to have another one which I know seems kind of almost counterintuitive, but he gets nothing from winning. Braun Strowman gets something from winning. Well, what if after defeating The Undertaker, Roman Reigns goes on a year-long win streak, and then when it comes time for WrestleMania 34, for it to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, it's the streak versus the beast. Eh? Eh? I would prefer to see it the other way around, and I would like to see Roman Reigns go on a losing streak. And he doesn't need to, like, channel the spirit of The Undertaker to get out of it or anything like that. But for whatever reason, he just Do you remember can't. that? When we first started this show, and Roman Reigns wasn't yet a giant thing... Oh, actually, I don't know if we talked about it on this show. It could have been before this show. There was a time in my life, though, I can remember talking to someone about this... Roman Reigns really seemed like for a time he should be the guy to beat the streak of The Undertaker. It seemed like he should be the guy, he beats the streak, Undertaker gets retired, and in beating him, he just assumes the power and the mantle of The Undertaker. He just he gets the coat, he gets the hat, he gets the urn, and just suddenly The Undertaker is reborn the spirit possesses the vessel of Roman Reigns. We did have this conversation. And the character continues even though the man changes. Yeah. I, and I still think Roman Reigns really could pull off that character in a way that wouldn't last 27 years, but would be entertaining. Is he too short? That would be my question. Well, Was he might be too short. They could get him some uh, heels or something. Because before Braun Strowman became this character, whom I won't say he is better than the Undertaker, but I would not to I would not want to sacrifice this character. Uh, it would have made a lot of sense for that. Like he could have pulled it off. You know Ooh. this monster. I'm not saying Braun Strowman could have pulled off the hat and the coat and the no. you know no, all he of that. Not. But. He could have been the underbreaker. And I'm again, he wouldn't have used the name. I'm just he would have been an interesting guy to break the streak. But yes, the character lives on. I would like in, that. In thirty years we're talking to, you know, the Undertaker next generation. Yes. 
Yes. Undertaker 3, who's like the child of John Cena and Nikki Bella. Mr. Undertaker the Third Esquire. All right, where do we now? Oh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Seth Rollins. Also not a gimmick match. Also a match I'm very excited for. I am I am looking forward to this card. I understand that there's not a lot of like excitement going on, but Owens Jericho, Hardy, Sheamus, and Cesaro. I'm morbidly curious about the House of Horrors match. Neville Aries, Roman Strowman. <laughs> Roman Strowman. Uh, I Seth am... And- Seth and Joe, I'm, I think we are going to come out of this very excited. I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for my own morbid curiosity regarding what in the hell a House of Horrors match is. You wouldn't I, watch the whole thing? I don't know if I would watch the show. Really? There is zero excitement going. You're right. Some of these matches sound like they're going to be perfectly good. <laughs> well, and again, we're going we're going back to the to the debate we have often the wrestling versus the story there is there are very few major stories in this pay-per-view but yeah. the matches are going to be great it just feels like if you told me this was another week of raw like sure it it seems like almost like a super show it almost seems like you know one of those it's raw 1600 it's raw 2000 it's you know every so often they have those major shows where they treat it like a pay-per-view and that's what this is and to be fair that's what these minor it's an in your house it's an in your house that's what this is a pay-per-view that really doesn't mean anything that is just a placeholder to get us from point a to point b that's what this is but i'm still okay with it um seth rollins wins okay but so here's my question and again, maybe you talked about this on NAI Pod. What do these guys, your Roman Reigns, your Braun Strowman, your Seth Rollins, your Samoa Joe, what do these guys fight for if Brock Lesnar is gone? I mean, that's exactly what we said. I mean, you're relying now on creative to have some really good storytelling because there's no built-in expectation. There's no built-in competition or rivalry. Because usually that's what it is, right? Top of the card. You got the title, I want the title, we fight. And without yeah. that, now creative actually has to do some really good writing. Yeah. And I don't know but if you can, you know, Because you could make it... And maybe what you do, and again, this is potentially what you do in this situation, is the the prize that they fight for becomes the honor of fighting Brock Lesnar. Is you have... Those four guys, either in a fatal four-way or in a, you know, in a just a, a match series of some kind, and the person who comes out on top is the one who gets to challenge Brock at whatever pay-per-view he wrestles at next. Or Kurt Angle comes out and he says, "I'm a freaking gold Olympic medalist, and I like gold. So here's the big gold belt. Fight for that." Jason Maltov would be a fan. He loves that gold belt. Yeah. I have no problem with Raw and SmackDown having world titles and then there being a universal title, too. You can tell me. All of these people get online and tell me when I float this idea. That's too many world titles. I disagree. 
when your universal title is going to be defended four times a year, you need other world titles. Yeah, I, I plus, agree with that. Plus, it's a universal title. He goes to the UK. He goes to NXT one time. You randomly get Brock Lesnar versus Cassius Ono for no explicable reason other than he can. Or, you know, Bobby Roode would oh, make no. a lot of sense. Alistair Black versus Brock Lesnar. That'd be fun. I like me some Alistair Black. He kicks people in the face. How many more matches do we have? I want to get to the emails. You haven't told me who wins, Seth Rollins or Samoa Joe? Uh, Rollins, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? Which brings us to what potentially could be the main event of the evening, Bailey versus Alexa yeah, Bliss. Okay, so Bailey. I'll say Alexa Bliss only to be contrary. All right, cool. Maybe this is maybe this is when the Sasha heel turn happens, though it doesn't. All right, let's get to the emails. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Doc is a very busy man. He He's recording two podcasts in two nights, and this is obviously the least favorite of his. So he's going to hope Liam Stryker is out all the time. Um, hey, if Liam I, Stryker wants to be on DDT Wrestling, he can feel free. Uh, if, if we go by Chris's email, Chris Hawk, Doc Manson is the best podcaster out there. He doesn't even need DC as a co-host. If you want to replace me. Man, he is really sticking it to you with these, these repeated emails. He is not letting up. I told this is... him this week that he needs to now collect the posse, and he said he's going to fight the one-man crusade to get me out. And I'm like, look, the best person you have, the closest person you have to joining your side is me. <laughs> I'll leave. You, you want Liam Stryker to co-host? What? Okay. No, no. I don't want Liam Stryker to come host. I want him not to replace you. I want him to replace me. <laughs> I want to be drafted to NAI Pod, and oh. then Liam can so be we have shafted a trade. down to DDT Wrestling. Oh, okay. So we are the minor leagues here. Oh, so we're definitely gonna, the B-show. You're going to get the call-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're going to get the call-up, and he's going to get the Tyson Kidd treatment and uh, have to come back here to help yeah. get me over. Tyson Kidd, oh, Cesaro, I mean, whatever you want to call him, man. Man. I'm Tyler Breeze. This first email comes in from DC Matthews. These are topics people mention when we were bulk recording, but we never actually talked about them. Where did pro wrestling come from? The Carnies. Is Vince McMahon's lack of sleeping contributing to his rash decision-making all old people don't sleep. Who would win, Rock or Vin Diesel? Win what? Like a backgammon a game? Who or? would? F- <laughs> you know, I used to know how to play backgammon. Well, there you go, folks. DC Matthews would win. That's why you wanted to get to the emails. No, I didn't want to really get to the emails. I just was tired of talking about payback, which sounds to me like the least interesting show. Of the last decade. Okay. I think you talked about that. It's like it's probably the least built pay-per-view since at least the WWE Network era. I don't know. I think it's a sleeper. I think we could be talking about it next week and being like, you know what? This show is much better than it should have been. Well, you know what? I think uh, December to Dismember was a much better show than it gets credit for um, but yes, wrestling came out of the carnies after the Civil War. A whole lot of people needed some work. And, uh, and in all fairness, there's actually a really good book on the subject. I forget who the author is, 
Uh, but the book is called Ringside. I believe you can find it on uh, Amazon. It's rather mm-hmm. pricey because it's a sort of a limited print book, but you can also get it through interlibrary loan and stuff. It's a really excellent sort of historical account of mm-hmm. uh, the origins of wrestling and some, you know, more towards modern day. But like the beginning of it is very much about the origins and uh, very, very sort of interesting if you are at all interested in the history of this, uh, this spectacle. Yes. Have you I sp- definitely have you read that book? I don't believe so. I have, you know, I'm looking at my wrestling library, which is a lot of biographies. I have um the Squared Circle book by David Shoemaker, aka the Masked Man. That has some um some history in it. There I think was a you great... would really like Ringside. I actually think you would really like I will it. I will inquire. I've got a stack of books on, you know, the birth of Homo sapiens and ancient Greece and such to you know to pour through at some point, but uh, ringside I will I will jot that down. Thank you, sir, for the recommendation. All right, um, yes. The other what were the other things? Is Vince McMahon's lack of sleeping contributing to his rash decision making? No, I believe his rash decision making is coming from what you said. Uh, we're we're in a new age now. The WWE Network has changed the way wrestling uh, is going to be conducted at the WWE level because as long as they keep subscribers up, they, you know, I love reading on the dirt sheets. They're like, oh, Raw's ratings down, but this is the main event. People are going to continue paying $10 a month to watch this stuff. Yeah, I am. and, And so am I, and so are a bunch of other people until they do something that causes us you know, when the hardcore fans who like it so much they have a podcast about it start canceling, then they can get nervous. I mean, there was an entire Twitter hashtag about canceling the WWE Network that trended, at least in the United States, possibly worldwide, and they didn't see a dip in subscription numbers that was significant. Like, no, I, I, they have no incentive to no. do anything they, that we want them to do. They they have us at in in a great position for them, which is they've made it so cheap and convenient to watch that there's no reason not to. Yeah. If you in, if you enjoy 10% of the wrestling, if you enjoy NXT, if you enjoy a handful of the talents, you pay the $10. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, who would win in a fight, The Rock or Vin Diesel? I don't care. Especially since somebody said there is a right answer. Huh. Well, I mean, I think the right answer, honestly, is probably Sylvester Stallone. Mm. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I got Jean-Claude Van Damme. There was a movie with Rob Van Damme and Steven Seagal, and... <sighs> They really advertised that movie to make you think that it had Seagal and Van Damme in it. John claude Van Damme. It just said Van Damme. You. Yeah. Uh, all right. We, we just got an email. Hot off the presses. But let's get to our bestie Glenn's email. Listening to Doc's words of wisdom on the NAI show last night got me wondering, what sort of changes would you make to Roman Reigns to get him over with the crowds. Thanks as always. Your good buddy. Everybody's friend. Glenn. Um, I, I didn't hear your words of wisdom. Would you like to expand on 
what you said about Roman Reigns before I offer my gut answer to this question? I might have said there's nothing they can do, but I don't actually remember. Uh, I will tweak your answer with one word. There is nothing they should do. Okay. Because what I do remember you saying is that Vince McMahon is after a reaction. Be it good or bad, he is after a reaction. Roman Reigns right now gets potentially the biggest reaction of any wrestler when he comes out. And it just so happens to be negative. But it's still a huge reaction. And you don't mess with that. You find a way to capitalize on it. Because I was wondering this. If the Shield reformed Sunday, if Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins came out to help Roman Reigns beat Braun Strowman and they did the fist thing and they were wearing the gear, would that get people to cheer Roman Reigns? And the answer I came up with was no. Not even that would get Roman Reigns back to being a... I mean, no, I can't say that on the air. That's just crude. Whoa. Now I'm curious. (laughs) Hold on. I've got one more fortune cookie. We'll decide... (laughs) We'll decide whether or not you need to say it. Um, but yeah, no, as I open it, uh, that's that's my gut is, you know, it's working. Whatever it is, it's working. Whether or not they really think they should, um, they're trying to get him over as a babyface or not, I don't know. But what they're doing is working. Don't mess with it. You will be called upon to help a friend in trouble. Are you in trouble here with this crude story? Should we just move on or should I encourage you to say it? Because we're all friends here in the neighborhood. All I can say is I agree with you. I don't think that even Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose fisting Roman Reigns would get him over with the crowd. No. They might be in awe of his talents. I I wouldn't know. Uh, This next one, hot off the presses, comes in. From Jennifer, will the nefarious Doc Manson be up for a special Doc Talk covering Lucha Underground all the way up to before the mid-season three, at least I think it's three, premiere on May 31st? Is that when it's coming back? Yeah, supposedly. But you know what? I've been lied to before when it comes to dates surrounding Lucha Underground. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about this, but I'm not going to believe it until we're a little closer. Um, yes. Let me answer for him. Of course he would be. Well, I don't know. The problem is I am maybe only about 15 episodes into season one. <laughs> There's about 40 episodes to season one, another 35 or so to season two, and... I don't think there's any chance I'm going to watch all those before May 31st. Well, plus then you'd have to re-familiarize yourself with episode three or season three. Yeah, I don't think it's physically possible at this point. Although I would really right. like to. All right. Well, once you finish Mystery Science Theater, maybe you could binge. You could have a couple of binging days. I can try, but I still don't think. Although I'd get... you're getting up, you're getting towards finals, and I have a feeling this this is a busy few weeks for you there, sir. Yeah, yeah. Staff evaluations uh, oh. are due on the first. On top of so, that. Yeah. How many, just out of curiosity, how many staff are you responsible for? Uh, five. 
Okay. But full evaluations take a while, even for five. Yes, so. they do. Yes, they do. Well, all right. Well, then we will not keep the famous Doc Manson any more than he needs to be. Um, I don't know that there's anything major from SmackDown. Jinder Mahal has a stretch limo. He stole the title. Brizongo is the number one contender. Uh, we've got this new four, four horsewomen of Natalia, Carmella, Tamina, and Ellsworthia. Um, so that's nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So we've done the emails. We've covered payback. At SmackDown was fine. I was excited about Breezango, but you know, wrestling's in a weird sort of kind of lull right now, and I don't know what well, it's going to need to kick it back up. Here's the thing. Actually, I was thinking about this a little bit. We always have a post WrestleMania lull, and yeah. they tried to kick us through it. With that superstar shakeup, but then they did the same thing they always do with that pay per view that comes right after. They stalled, like they did something new. They tried to freshen it up. They should have gone whole hog with it. And yeah, maybe you didn't have enough time to fully establish all the storylines you wanted to establish on Raw, but you should have just sandwiched some stuff together, gotten out there, and really tried over the course of the last few weeks to get us into something new. And not this sort of rerun city stuff that we're seeing with Jericho and Owens and so on. And mm-hmm. I think if they had just committed to doing all new things like Bailey and Alexa, I think they could have powered through the lull that is sort of an annual event. I think they yeah. were very close this year, but they they just miscalculated a little bit. Or you know, and and I think either you. You go through because, you know, the whole reason it's called payback is there's obviously going to be some rematches. So you, you either embrace that and you save the superstar shakeup for after the pay-per-view. Yeah. Or you have a superstar shakeup and literally every feud is over, which is kind of what WrestleMania should be anyways. Once the Super Bowl happens, you know, you reference the history between the teams, but you're not reliving it. You don't have a Super Bowl rematch immediately following just to make sure you got the score right. So I think payback the- as an idea, as the, the, the show that, yes, exists to retread what we just saw at WrestleMania is a pretty bad idea. Yes. You have the superstar shakeup and everyone starts over. Bray Wyatt immediately starts feuding with Finn Balor and he never mentions Randy Orton again. Yeah. Kevin Owens goes to SmackDown and starts feuding with AJ Styles and doesn't have to deal with Chris Jericho because these stories can't really start until this this pay-per-view ends. Monday and Tuesday of next week, hopefully we will be singing a better tune because Raw can start over, SmackDown can focus on their own pay-per-view, and we can actually start moving again. Yeah. All right. Having said that, though, please give me your piece of positivity for the week from this week in pro wrestling. Hmm, This week in pro wrestling, I enjoyed... Wow, that's the thing that popped in there? Weird. Okay, I'm going to go with it. I enjoyed... Dana Brooks' facial expression when Emma hugged her. Okay. So they're reunited, I'm believing. Uh, I don't know. Her facial expression sort of looked like, what the hell are you hugging me for? And I thought that was an interesting thing. 
I enjoy that they can pull off two female storylines yeah. on that show. It hasn't always felt that way. No. But now if you've got a Dana Emma thing going and a Bailey Alexa thing going, I'm, I dig it. Uh, I have to pick Breezango. Breezango. And, and we can go with the fact that Tyler Breeze and Fandango had ridiculous facial expressions, too, because for whatever reason, Tyler Breeze could not believe they won, despite the fact that Fandango told him 47 times. He just kept looking confused and doing the belt symbol, as if they were so airheaded they thought they actually won the titles, which would have been a clever way of doing it, is they thought they became champions. Yeah. They essentially need to pull off the R-Truth gimmick, where they're just... They keep screwing up. Um, but you know what? I don't care if they lose. I don't care if they lose. They're getting a title shot, plus I think they're going to win. But I was excited. All right. So I hope you are excited to get a second consecutive daily dose, although I suppose this will be Friday. Um, but you're getting twice as much Doc Manson as you normally yeah. get. And Only I, half as much original material, because frankly, I feel like I retreaded a bunch of last night today. I, I don't think there was any way around that, unless we had just completely talked about Chinese food the whole time, which I contemplated. Mm. Um, we'll save that for a DC and Doc Talk. Fair enough. In the future. Uh, speaking of which, there will be another one heading your way this weekend. It's already recorded. It's an even better show than last week's. So enjoy that. Um, we are DDT Wrestling, and we thank you for joining us. You can email us, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. You can find us, as we hope you have, on iTunes. Please subscribe. If this is your first time listening, if you enjoy Doc Manson so much that he brought you to seek us out, thank you. We hope you have enjoyed this show. Please subscribe. Write us a review. Five stars is preferred. In fact, mandatory. Um, I haven't checked and- that in a while. Head to uh, ddtpod.com, head to prowrestlingtees.com slash newageinsiders, get some DDT merch so we can get ourselves a Dockside t-shirt or a Doc Lesnar t-shirt or any of the other great t-shirt ideas that only benefit Doc Manson. <laughs> um, uh, anything else? What did I miss from the shilling? Did I get everything? Um, I'll say you got everything. Then in which case, I ask you. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? I am all talked out this week. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>